from here. They were killed with a hatchet in a ritualistic fashion. At this point, we're not sure how many killers there were. This one. Well, you're saying that one guy with a knife killed those two hunters? Yeah. I trained him. I trained him to survive. I will teach you how to kill quickly, accurately, efficiently. Sergeant Hallam is unofficially listed as missing in action. As far as the world is concerned, Aaron Hallam doesn't exist. He's a killing machine. I made him what he is, and I can stop him. I don't even know what you do for a living. Everything you told me was a lie. You better decide now what's an acceptable body count. this line you better be ready to kill me <laughs> yo <laughs> yo uh, go gogs welcome to movie the podcast that's right move the podcast we're back and it's still tommy lee july yep. um two weeks in. done still, two weeks in. still here um <laughs> Keeping it 100. No Sean because internet ran out in Florida. Thanks, COVID 19. Yeah. Um, that's that. <laughs> that is that. And what here's is- your host, TJ. I'm your host. I, we're all hosts. Uh, what did we watch I'm more this of week? A sidekick. What did um, we, we watch watched, this week, Alex? We watched The Hunted. Yeah. William my- Freakin's The Hunted. The two, uh, I think it came out in 2001 because there was a Christopher Lambert movie that was also called The Hunted that I, I think almost. It was 2003. 2003 yeah well the, the the christopher lambert one was earlier in the 90s uh and i almost accidentally watched that i almost watched the hunt which i kind of do want to watch didn't somebody see that already that's the one where the liberals get hunted right no I think no the, the li- conservatives li- get hunted it's, that's it's right. the future liberals one alec didn't you watch that it was okay it wasn't yeah bad. it's on prime now i think i could rent it i couldn't Oh, See it for free, so I didn't bother. Something. It's got Ike yeah, Barinholtz in it, I think. He's not in it for very long. Nice. Spoiler spent, alert. Spent uh, twenty dollars watching that movie. Good lord. Oh yeah, because that was one of the ones that came out. That was a COVID release. Yeah, it was direct to direct, direct to virus. Direct to virus. Uh, anyway, all right, yeah. So we watched The Hunted uh, with uh, mixed results, to say the least. I think it's we all, freaking fine. We all have the same opinion of this movie, so it's going to be an interesting review. Uh, but let's get into what we always get into. Let us uh, do what we do, what we do, what we do. <laughs> and... <laughs> I do love that expression. Do we do? Thank you, Anders Holmvik. Yeah. <laughs> And now you can't watch the best episode of that show now, thanks to Chris D'Elia being a real life asshole. Yeah, like he actually, like he was, yeah. he wasn't playing around with that character. Like friend of was... Predator, to friend of Predator is the best episode of that show. It really is, and he and, is, and now it's it's, it's extra creepy. An actual pederass. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, what did y'all win. watch this week? Uh, Alec. 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 Oh. Potato oh. salad. Oh, dip. I watched, <laughs> uh, I guess, three things. I three things? I thought I watched more than that, but I don't have more than that written down. So I guess I watched three things. Nice. Um, we'll start with uh, Catherine Bigelow's... Male Gigolos? Uh, 17 uh, film 
Detroit. Oh, I wanted to watch that. It's uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's uh, TJ, you got real quiet. I can barely hear you. Uh, I, you know, I was trying to fix my mic. Is that better? Yes. Is that better? Is that super loud now? Sorry. Yeah, you'd be louder than everybody. Shit. Yes. Um, how about how about that? You're fine. Okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's it's a good it's good it's about the uh, the Detroit race riots in 1967. Um, it's a dramatization of it uh, because apparently the story that they follow during the movie, mm-hmm. which is awful and disgusting. A lot of it is. Oh, we lost Gogs somehow. Like, pieced together because they're like. It's not like now where you have police recordings of everything. Right. So it's the police's word versus. A lot of hearsay. Versus the victim's word. So there's. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Who's in that? Uh, John Boyega is in it. Oh, he's great. Uh, the kid, I, I can never remember his name. The kid from We're the Millers who was in Bandersnatch. Oh, the oh, guy yeah, looks like yeah. Howdy Doody? I, I, yeah, I can't remember his name either. He's good. He is. He yeah. was in, he's in Midsummer. He oh, is. Yeah, yeah he's That's in um, he, who, There's somebody else in it, but I can't think of who it is. Oh, Anthony Mackie's in it. Oh, he's good. How did you watch this? Either Prime or Hulu. Yeah. Oh, one of those two. Catherine Bigelow knows how to make a good movie. She does. Pretty damn talented. The uh, the beginning is like what you would expect from a standard movie of like this type of movie. Mm-hmm. And then for about, I think the movie's like an hour 45. About an hour of this movie is basically a horror movie. Yeah, because they're like locked in a hotel or something, right? Yeah. They're like being tormented and tortured by these cops trying to force a confession. Jesus. And it is just like disgusting and uh <laughs> It's just it's disgusting and awful and like it's like nerve wracking. Yeah. I've like I've seen unfortunately there's a lot of movies like this out there now, like about uh police brutality and uh I, I guess not now. But, right. Uh, a lot of those movies fill you with a sense of like unease because you're just waiting because you know shit's gonna happen awful for somebody. Sure. But in this one, like the awful shit is happening the whole time. It just keeps happening oh, to people, and it is just—it's basically like a, a like torture porn. Oh, like, ugh. and it's awful. But the movie's good. I'll like, to check it out. After Bigelow, she's a she knows how to make a movie. She made a few, a few good ones. She made a few bangers. She made a couple of really quality films. I haven't even, I haven't seen a Zero Dark Thirty. But I've heard that. It's good. I is mean, the, one of her best movies is After Dark that you can't even fucking get anymore. It's one of those movies I was gonna, I was gonna. It was one month that No Vampire. I was gonna, I was gonna pick that, but I, I couldn't get it anywhere because it's one of those movies that's like out of print. What's that? It's got a, a Bill Paxton in it. He's like the only named actor. It's great. Um, Watch well, the Netflix documentary uh, 13th. 
What's that about? It's all about the Thirteenth Amendment and how uh, that's the abolition of slavery, right? It's the abolition of slavery unless you've committed a crime. Oh, then you can be enslaved, Yikes. which is what basically drives our prison system. Um, oh, is that why they can have them make license plates and do work and shit? Like three cents an hour? Yeah, for nothing. Yeah, interesting. Um, I didn't. I didn't realize that was part of that amendment. And they make them pay for like toiletries and shit. It's disgusting. I didn't look it up or Google it to confirm that it says that. But uh, right off the bat, like some of the statistics that it throws at you are just crazy and awful because this country is uh, crazy and awful. Crazy and awful, yeah. Um, 25% of the world's prison population is in the United States. Good job, America. We did it. <laughs> yeah, right. The United States prison population, or it said 7% of the United States population is African-American males. 43% of the prison population is African-American males. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, so, like, it's that's the thing, right? It's a for-profit prison system. <laughs> like, It's crazy. Yeah, it's... There's no... Inst- there's no... There's no... Um, excuse me, motivation to keep people out of it, right? Well, yeah. That's why That's why people on like minor drug offenses where they should just be getting treatment as their sentences, they get fucking service time, you know, uh, time served or all that bullshit. It's because they want they want to keep people in the fucking jails. Yeah, and there, there are like contracts with the jails that states have that like they have to maintain a certain level of uh, prison population, right? It's gross. It's disgusting. Like it's disgusting. It's awful because you know who's going to those prisons. Well, I think it's wild. It's like you get people that. So let's just say you got a minor drug offense, right? Like let's say you got locked up. Like let's say you had some weed on you and some shit went down and whatever, and you get locked up, and then your state decriminalizes it. Your ass should be. I know they're saying, "Well, you broke the law and was there." Okay, fine. You've been serving time since then, but now shit's changed. Your ass should be out. Yeah, it, that absolutely should be the case. It, it's not even like a question. It's just one of those things where it's like a no-brainer. It's like that. Like if you decriminalize, you know, minor drugs, then those penalties shouldn't be applied anymore because they they really are out of control to begin with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, nope. Um, it was directed and, uh, uh, I guess, created by uh, Ava DuVernay. I don't know who that is. Uh, she's a director. She did uh, Selma. Oh, okay. I saw that. Yeah, she's done some. Uh, some that was pretty things. good. I thought Selma was pretty good. Selma. I really like Selma. She did her, also did A Wrinkle in Time. I didn't see Ooh. That. Well, it can't all be winners. <laughs> Wrinkle in Time is one of those like uh, historically bad movies. People say that it's the worst Disney film ever made. I don't know. I think that was before uh, Artemis Fowl got released. Yeah, that's mm. supposed, that's supposed to be real bad too. It how terrible that is. Um, and more like Artemis sucks. I guess she's directing. <laughs> <the end>. huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. DMZ based on the comic. Oh, I love DMZ. That that comic is fucking great. She's directing that. Well, I'm looking forward to that. 
That comic is wonderful. That I absolutely loved. Um, I thought it was funny. Everybody's really good in it. It's a blast. It's really fun. Schindler's that. List. Uh, <laughs> coast to coast banger. <laughs> yeah. Eurovision, uh, the the story of Fire Saga. Yeah, the uh, the the new Will Ferrell movie that's on Netflix, right? Yeah, it is so fucking funny. Like I loved it. What's I it a What's it about? And today. So, are, do you guys know what Eurovision is? It's like a It's like a music European music show, right? Yeah. Is that it's like, what it's like? Is it on like over the air TV? Yeah, it's like an international singing competition. Yeah. Across Europe, where every country has contests within the country to, to pick like their it's it's literally the rick and the it's the rick and morty episode with the the show me what you got oh, except what you got that's what that's based on yeah except instead of planets it's european yeah. countries other stuff yeah um but it, it's like this movie's really funny uh, so apparently will ferrell's like, fine in it i'm kind of over his shtick personally but everybody else around him is really funny. And he's not, like, off-putting at all. Dan Stevens is in it. He's fantastic. Dan um, Stevens great, man. Yeah, he's tremendous. Uh, Rachel McAdams is in it. She's really good. Mm. No other. Uh, Pierce Brosnan's in it. And he's really Pierce good. Brosnan's in it? That's awesome. Good for what he's in it. But really, everybody else is uh, not... There's really not any other actors, like, of note. It's all, like, famous European actors that haven't made it, like, big. Did anybody of note direct it? Uh, I don't know his name, but the same guy who directed The Wedding Crashers. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That was a good movie. But I would recommend the shit out of it. It's a little that long. wasn't Todd Phillips? No. No, he directed Joker. He also directed and, Old School. Yeah, I think I guess that I thought for some reason he did both. Uh, but I, uh, it's a little long. It could be shorter. It's like a hair over two hours. Yeah, that's like, too long for a comedy. Be that long. But I can't recommend it enough. Like I thought it was fantastic. It's like one of the best Netflix original movies I've seen. I loved it. I'll have to check it out. I, I, I saw the the thumbnail all weekend. I was like, I should click on that. I haven't watched it yet, but I should watch it. You guys both enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I... What was I it genera- called again? I'm sorry. Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga. You'll see it as soon as you log into Netflix. They're All pushing right. it. They're pushing it pretty hard. But I, I generally like like music movies, like anyway. So you you give me like a good solid Will Ferrell music movie, I'll probably enjoy it. Oh, that's the other thing I watch. I watch Walk Hard. That movie. Oh, oh God, brilliant! It's like one of the best fucking comedies ever. I love that movie. Yeah, that's, I feel like it still doesn't get its due. I think we say this every time. It never like, will. Think, it like, never no, will. It's like. John C. Riley's one of his rare starring roles. Only starring role, as far as. But what I about? Didn't he have that one? That was like, not Cyrus. Um, what's the one? He's in. He's in Cyrus. Is it the? What's the? Oh fuck! It's like named after a town, like, like Cedar Rapids. Yeah, isn't he? St- that's not. He, no, that's Ed Helms's movie. Oh shit! Well then, yeah, this is. He should get a lot more due because that movie fucking. Bangs. Yeah, he's great. Walk Hard is really funny. Yeah, every joke in Walk Hard lands. It's, it's like a, it lands like late, like it lands like years afterwards. Like it's a, there's no, 
it's a movie that, that literally every scene has a joke in it and every joke works. Like, it's crazy how good that movie's written. It's hilarious. Who wrote that? The uh, Apatow, I think. Yeah, Apatow and somebody else. Yeah. Oh, man knows his craft. He produced it. But uh, every scene, uh, the scene with the Beatles. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> Black, Jason Schwartzman, Paul Rudd, and uh, Justin Long. Shit's hilarious. <laughs> Paul Rudd's accent's like so terrible. Well, they're all bad. <laughs> all the, that's like the best part of that scene because... All their acts, all their impressions are terrible. <laughs> so every time they say something, they're like, "I'm John Lennon from the Beatles." Beatles. Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> it's like what fucking like you, you do that sometimes with your so, bad impressions. We're so like hacky, like, right. like <laughs> <Yeah>. it's hilarious. <laughs> the impression's so bad you have to keep saying who you are, otherwise right. no one will get it. Right? Exactly. It's fucking hilarious. I, mean, I want to write a song about an octopus. <laughs> It's I'll great. You're listening to my guitar gently weep. <laughs> yeah. your, um, st- your songs will still be shit when I'm 64. <laughs> great. Uh, uh, but that is, I'm like 99% sure that's it. I started watching the final season of Brockmire. You guys, oh, yeah. you guys haven't watched any of that, have you? I've only watched the first no. season, but I liked it a lot. I need to finish. So in the final season, they like jump into the future. Like twenty forty six, yeah, he becomes like the commissioner of baseball. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he becomes a robot. He's he becomes the commissioner of base wars. Remember that Nintendo game? Oh wow, <laughs> deep cut. Like a dystopian wasteland. There's yeah. like there's like badlands and like <laughs> for some reason they're still playing baseball. <laughs> it was like mutant league football, right? Like, is this why are we still having this? So he becomes the commissioner of baseball in the the last season. Yes, it's it's so far it's not as good as the other seasons, but I admire them doing something weird and out of the box, crazy, like the shit they talk about, and like like there's like water riots and food shortages, and one episode <laughs> it blows himself up like on second base, like with dynamite. Jesus Christ! Chunks of them go all over the crowd, so it gets uh, the black eye for base, dark day for baseball, dark day for baseball. <laughs> You could call them Whitey Whackers. Anything uh, else, Alec? That's it. Um, Gogs. Uh, I watched three things. Three things? I watched uh, two movies about dolls and one movie <laughs> about not dolls. Um, what do you want to hear about first? Uh, one of the doll movies, please. The first doll movie I watched was uh, the nigh impossibly boring Annabelle Comes Home. Which I've, is, I guess, part of the I don't know the Conjuring universe. Is that what the universe it's in? I haven't seen any of those movies. But it yes. is just. It looked terrible. Wretched. It's like it's just so. So you know what's fucked boring. up. So you know how that's supposedly based on a true story. It have to be because it's that boring. Well, so you know the doll in the movie is like super creepy looking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know what that doll looks like in real life? Probably just like a normal ass couch patch kid or something. It's a fucking raggedy Ann doll. Of course it is. So it's like the like the the least threatening doll. Like so, so in this film, uh, let's see. I, I don't know what's happened. I'm going to be honest with you. Have you watched any of those other movies? No. The, the so I con- went into this the Conjuring movie. I've not seen a thing. I okay. This one. I just was like, ah, let's give it a whirl. Um, so it's got was it Vera Farminga? I, I lo- again, love her. I watched her. two. In a, I used to. I think I'm over after Godzilla and then this. 
I think I'm done. I think the love affair is over. Oh, damn. Um, the honeymoon so is over. It's got her and Owlman or whatever his name is. Yeah, um, they're, the, they're all they're in the Conjuring movies. They're so the get, two leads in the Conjurings. Yeah, and I, I, okay, so I guess they play like Jesus detectives or something. And the movie opens with them locking up the doll in their basement in a, I don't know, in a glass case of emotion made of like holy glass or something. Yeah, that's all. That those two people are like real ghost hunters. Yeah, they're like demonologist ghost hunters or something. And they they have this. They really do. I think the one. I think the husband's dead now. But I think the wife is still alive and you can take a tour of their house that has all this like haunted shit in their basement. Okay. Like, well, like what, to this day, I, I'm pretty sure. Well, it seems like a huge mistake. So they decide, I guess, to go on vacation for the weekend and leave their child at home with a, a teenage babysitter and... Uh, and all of the evil shit in the world in the basement. Right. And then the teenage babysitter, who's like the world's nicest babysitter. Like she's like, what's her name from, oh, what's that movie I love about? It's, I think she's called The Babysitter, right? Are you talking about the Netflix movie? Tomorrow Weaving or whatever. The McG movie? Yeah, the McG movie. Yeah, the, it's called The Babysitter. Yeah, it's it's like she's that level cool until she starts getting into a murder cult. Like, she's just this fucking hot chick who just likes to hang out with this kid and be nice to him. Like, it's like this super nice babysitter. She invites her, like, friend over, and her friend, I guess, just lost her dad. And she like, the, the, the news just broke that this is a family of paranormal investigators or what have you. And so the friend comes in, unlocks the case, and then chaos ensues. But, like, no one gets got. Why does she unlock the case? She's just fucking curious. She's dumb for plot reasons. I don't know. She just wants yeah. to like, she wants to. She's just, horror movie stupid. She's she, horror movie stupid. She yeah. sneaks into this basement. She brings a picture of her recently deceased father who died in a car accident when she was driving. So she's got all this trauma and she unlocks the case. And then all of a sudden, like a werewolf shows up and then like a fucking, like a wedding dress goes on a stab factory maneuver, but nothing happens. Like there's all this implied violence, but like it never, it's just all jump scares and no delivery. Nobody dies. Nobody dies. Nobody dies. Literally everyone makes it through the movie. Hold on, Alec, what are you saying? You're real quiet for some reason. A wedding dress goes on a stab factory, whatever. Yeah, like it just goes out and just starts just trying to stab people. It stabs somebody, but then you find out they didn't really get stabbed. Like sounds, it's just it's, sounds awful. Yeah, it's dumb. Like and like, no one in it can act, and I am bored to tears. Like even the jump scares were just like you saw them coming a mile away. And here's the thing: if you have to rely on jump scares at this point, I've in in my movie career, I've realized that you are not a good film. But yeah. you can't. If you can't generate terror in like... But that's like all those movies. If they're all jump scares. I guess. I mean, I, I will say this. There's a couple jump scares in Jaws that still work, but it's because like I mean, they work in Alien and they work in Jaws because the terror has been built up for so long that the payoff finally I mean, happens. Jaws is a slow burn to, to when you finally get to the scary parts. Right. I mean, um, I don't know. Jaws is one of the greatest movies ever made. So yeah, I ain't mad at Jaws. Uh, not as good as Q the Winged Serpent. <laughs> no, not, not I would know. Jaws is a ten. It's as good as Q the Winged Serpent. It's as good. Um. So then, so that's I watched that. That movie was stupid. 
Yeah. Um, What's the other doll movie you watched? I watched the remake of Child's Play. Yeah, it was fine. I really liked it, and I didn't think I was going to. Like, when it opened, um, like, I'm not the biggest fan of the original. Like, I'm fine with it. Like, it's, really, it's, yeah. it's fun. They're I okay. Guess they're fun. They're fun. They're goofy. They're fun, goofy comedies. Yeah. But they're comedy horrors. Like, that's the best way I can describe them. Um, and when it opened with the, like, like the Chinese factory where the guy just reprogrammed the thing to be evil. Like I was like, I was like, Oh, this is dumb. And then it's like, well, why would you even have, there's like safety protocols. I mean, it's literally, it's literally the fucking crusty doll. Somebody said this one to evil. (laughs) It's like, they're like like turning off all these violence protocols. Like, well, why weren't they, why were they programmed there in the first place? Yeah. Why, why why do they have them? Um, but I will say this, like as the movie progressed, I was like, I got more and more into it. Aubrey Plaza's just, She's great in it. Like the kills were real. I thought the kills were really good in it. Mark Hamill is Mark the Hamill voice of the voice of Chucky was really good. I thought there was some real creepy shit. Like because like like Chucky's basically like an evil iPhone come to life. Yeah, it felt like, like in, it felt like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, he's like in charge of all your shit. But I'll say like he like when he like was like playing back the noises of him killing. Spoiler alert: He kills a cat. And like he like torments the kid by like playing back the sounds of the cat dying at him. I was like, well, this is kind of fucked up. Like, and like the final scene was almost like the collector level of just like carnage and shit going on. I was like, okay, they really went for it. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. Like, it's not great, but it was certainly better than any right to be. It didn't. Uh, I I actually like to- when you brought it up in the chat. I totally forgot that movie even existed. Like I watched it and I was like, eh. Like I didn't hate it. I just was like, eh. but like then again, I don't have any like fondness for the originals. I think yeah, I, mean, I got no loyalty to them. I think the originals are really stupid. <laughs> like when people bring up like classic eighties horror, it's like Child's Play is very, very low on my list. Right. Like, I I hate this. The one I remember the most is the one. I think it's the third one when he's in like that military academy because that one was like always on TV. I've seen that one probably more than any of them. But uh, yeah. Anyway, and, uh, and you uh, and there's a third movie, isn't there? The third movie, yeah. So the third movie I watched. I've watched this one before, but I hadn't watched it in a long time. Uh, it's a documentary. I probably I think I talked about it before on the show. It's called. Uh, the name is hilarious. The name is called Papatopoulos. Papatopoulos. Okay. Yeah. Is it a, is it a Greek strip club? No. It's a. <laughs> it, you you find out later Pop, what your topolis. Well, you find Thank out you. later that that's one of the yeah. Uh, you find out later that's one of the names that this guy uh, made movies under. Okay. Um, I can't wait. I, fuck, I had his name. It's on the tip of my goddamn tongue. So the guy who made Chopping Mall. Okay. His name is Jim Wynorski. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's sure. made like like 85 movies. <laughs> okay. Like his, his profit margin is better than Scorsese's. Like he has made so many movies on such a low budget. That he just he killed it, but they're all B movies, right? right? They're all yeah, sure. So this is a quick, this is like a documentary about him making a movie in three days. Okay, that sounds interesting. And then the movie was uh, the Witches of Breastwick. I've <laughs> and, seen that movie. Oh my yeah, god! He made that in like over the course of a long weekend. Well, no shit. <laughs> but like, and it's it's and and this is before she uh, got her second. Uh, her second run of fame that had stormy Daniels in it as like a serious role. <laughs> um, but it's a really like 
just as a like as now people who watch a lot of movies, it's really I find it's interesting to see to watch this movie about this guy making this movie, like going through the process and like learn and like that's funny because he's like completely you would think that he'd have a big high fucking like opinion of himself. No, I'm sure he understands like he's making junk. There was a guy is, Yeah. There was an a director and he made those type of movies. His name's like Andy Sedaris or something. And I think like, he shows up in this like talking about yeah, they he interviewed he, Roger Corman. They interviewed Lloyd Kaufman. They probably interview Andy. I think his name is Andy Sedaris. But he made like he made like a lot of those like Cinemax like yeah. movies like uh, Return to Savage Beach and like that kind of shit. Yeah, and like and he he's like hilarious. I've seen him in interviews, and like he he totally got what he was doing. Like it wasn't like he was trying to make art. Like it was like whatever. Like well, I just it was hilarious because the movie opens. It opens with him on a phone call. He's like, "Yeah, these guys are following me around. They think they can make a couple of bucks making a fucking documentary about this." I don't know. It's <laughs> boring as shit, but that's fine. Whatever. Like, how did how did you watch this? Uh, actually, I I think it was a I think I'd seen it on Netflix before, and then I wanted to watch it again, and I think it was like six dollars on Amazon. I was like, I'll support this. Oh jeez. Like, but this move, like, I'm looking at his. I'm looking at Jim Wynorski's directing credits right now Did he's directed sh- 103 movies god damn his last one was in 2018 he did a movie called cobra gator cobra gator oh so he's like an asylum guy too he makes like that kind of shit i think he'll make anything like, like i'm trying to look for any sort of big hits that like, like hyper shark versus mecha alligator. i mean not for nothing he made <laughs> he made chopping mall which i love chopping mall is great love that movie chopping mall is a classic but he also made like busty cops and he made everybody loves busty cop do you get to see boobs in this the, movie? oh lots of them uh he made, you need to look up this girl this woman julie k smith uh, how do i i of course i know who julie k smith well, is holy yeah smokes. yeah absolutely so yeah he made again bear, go watch go watch return to savage beach she's in that he made the bear wench project he made i'm familiar with that film as well he made vampirilla <laughs> he made like sorceress dude with, all the uh, all the like all Dinosaur those island all those uh all those movies like they, they don't really have a place anymore in this world because you know you can see porn so easily nowadays right. like back in the 90s it was just like well blockbuster won't rent porno but they'll rent return for savage beach yeah which like, is basically porno you it's know an end I mean? around yeah right and that's and that's like where they lived that and they also you know late night hbo and, and cinemax and shit like that but like they, they kind of i don't think i don't i wonder if like softcore movies like that even even exist anymore because i feel like they've well why would they need to right well, like right i don't know every time I, I think something like that has gone away it's still around but i don't know but uh there's a great it's so I'll funny. This. It's so funny to me that you're like you need to know about Julie K. Smith. Well, like, I'm sorry, son, I apologize. Son, son. I, I could tell you a few things about <laughs> Julie K. Smith. So there was a uh, oh, there's a, there's a scene in the movie. Like I highly recommend it. And like when this all shits over and you can we can watch movies together again, I would love to watch it with you. Uh, yeah. This this there's a scene where he's talking about he, he. I guess back in the day, like they used to like pair like big movie houses or big movie production companies would essentially sell their b-roll sure yeah that's yeah mm-hmm. and so he bought like 12 minutes of footage from like paramount for like 
I don't know, $25,000 or something. Okay, sure. And it was like of like car chases and plane crashes. Right. And I think he's used it in like 20 years, 30 movies. <laughs> like he just like worked it like so That's hard. So funny. Um, and it's to the point where some of the stuff was showing up, like one of the, like one of the guys at Paramount apparently found out about it because he saw one of the scenes on Cinemax. I'm like, what the hell? And then he, they just shut down the whole operation. Like we're not, we're never doing this again. But he bought it. Like, he bought it. No, there's yeah, their, they're not footage. mad at him. It's his. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. But like, um, I, I highly recommend it. It's just fun to watch the process. Like Papatopoulos. I'll, I'll check it out. It's it's pretty like, just to see him. It be sounds like, like it sounds like a little bit in the vein of the the Canon documentary. It is. It's just so wild because it's like it's not just about him, but it's about him doing this thing where he agreed to make like he made an agreement with Cinemax. Like, okay, I'm gonna do this movie in three days. Yeah. Well, why it's just, not? It's like insane. But anyway, yeah, check it out. That's anything, all I watched. Anything else, guy? Nope, was it. Who's left? Sean. That's you, Sean. Uh, I watched two things. My two name things? is Sean. Nice. Uh, no. Uh, your dad's dick? <laughs> yeah. I watched my dad's <laughs> dick go in and out of my mouth. Oh. Uh, yeah. Too far. Uh, oh, that was too far? Yeah, <laughs> we don't need the description. Yeah, oh, don't. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry Take me a picture, but don't take me there. <laughs> it's a family show. Um. I watched two things. Show, don't tell. Uh, both things were kind of black. <laughs> like, I, was, I was kind of pissed off. You know, last week I watched two movies that I absolutely loved, and then this week I watched two movies where I was like, like, should I stop watching this? So I watched a movie that I keep having to look up the title because I keep forgetting what it is because that's how forgettable that's this bad, movie is. That's bad, dude. Yeah. So I watched a movie off the uh, IFC uh, Amazon channel called... Shit, I already forgot the title. <laughs> it's called the Re- the Salvation. I kept saying I wanted to call it the Redemption, but no, it's called the Salvation. It's a it's an old west movie starring Mads Mikkelsen. So I'm like oh, M- Mads Mikkelsen. Okay. I, I like Mads Mikkelsen, and like yeah. the the description of it was that it was like super violent. I'm like okay, like into that. Yeah. Um, the bad guy is. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is that his name? They got to play the, the comedian. comedian. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I like him. <laughs> Eva Green is in it. Yeah, and, like and I her. was like, it's R rated, so Eva Green will probably take out at least the hounds. Yeah, she, she is not afraid to take out the cans. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Does not take out the cans. Weak, total waste of Eva Green. Why even cast her if you're right. not going to share a can? Just yeah, just cast a couch. Um, so. This movie is just like an old west like revenge movie. The only twist on it is is that um which I give the movie a little bit a tiny tiny little bit of credit for. Um Mads Mikkelsen and his brother are both Danish. They 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 were they came to America after um after the the there's a Danish uh German German war back in the old west times. Okay. Um so they're like they, it's weird cuz they like they do this like uh, like the uh, what do you call it like a title card where it explains their whole backstory about how they were like soldiers and stuff. But like really, by the end of the movie, I'm like, I didn't like none of that. All that stuff is you figure all that shit out by the movie. You didn't need that big long title card of like he came to America after this and then he hasn't been from his family and blah blah. blah. Anyway, so Mads Mikkelsen and his brother are trying to settle in the old west. Uh, in the course of this, Mads Mikkelsen's family gets like brutally murdered, 
and well, his wife gets raped and his his son gets killed, and then Mads Mikkelsen exacts brutal uh, revenge on them like immediately. Which I was like, okay, this movie is like all right, cool, like this is good. But then it like just gets into the soggy middle of like Jeffrey Dean Morgan is like this like basically this like enforcer guy who works for this oil company and he has this town under his thumb and then so the revenge happens in the first act in like the first 10 minutes of the movie yeah oh so then so so it's like more revenge because Jeffrey Dean Morgan wants the killer like the guy that 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 raped uh Mads Mikkelsen's wife was Jeffrey Dean Morgan's brother okay so then it like but it like then it just gets into all this like boring shit in the middle and like it's just it's like it's directed flat like the action's kind of flat like it's just not very compelling like there's a bunch of good people in it like uh jonathan price is in it okay uh but it's just like it's like you know the whole movie before it's over and then it's just like it's end then it ends and you're just like oh that was a movie Hmm. like it's just so flat like it's not awful like it's not it's not like there's no bad performances in it it's not like badly like directed it's just so boring it's just there's nothing like there's nothing compelling about it so yeah i would not waste your time with the salvation um and then today i watched uh police story lockdown which is a jackie chan movie how many police stories are there six i believe i believe this is the sixth one this is a movie I could have sworn I already saw, but I had not seen this. I saw, I guess I saw the previous police story to this. This movie could have been really good, but it's like way too long. Like it's almost two hours long. And the thing is, so like it's called lockdown because Jackie Chan goes to, he's a cop. He's the same cop. He was in all the other police stories. Obviously it's okay. a continuation, but he, he goes to meet his daughter at this bar this like weird like nightclub-y kind of bar. And then there's like, then like basically he gets knocked out. You find out the guy that runs the bar has like beef with Jackie Chan. And then he holds like everybody in the bar hostage. So it becomes like a hostage negotiation type movie, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. And like, as the plot, like the plot is super convoluted, but like once they get to like the end of the movie, when they actually reveal what the, like the real plot is, it's pretty good. The problem is it takes like so long to get there that it feels like it doesn't feel earned. It just, you just, by the time they get to the end, you're just like, is this fucking over yet? Oh. I mean, Jackie Chan does a good job. Cause he's like, he's got that thing. We all love that old man charisma. Did you ever um, see the, the foreigner with him? Yeah. I loved it. That was yeah. great. Um, and Jackie Chan is, you know, obviously, you know, he's, he, he is what he is as a English speaking actor but he's a much better actor in his native language. Like he's able to do a lot more like a moat. Like I think his performance in this movie is really good and he still does. He still does some cool fighting. Um, there's some cool stunt work that he probably still did, even though he's like 103. I'm sure he's an, he's a madman. But the problem is, is that the movie is also like directed like a modern movie. So there's like slow-mo and shit. That's like, like, I watch a Jackie Chan movie. I don't want fucking slow-mo. I don't want fucking weird cuts. Like, it, it felt too Western at times. Yeah. And like, I know that yep. I know that he's getting older, and it might be that might be to cover that kind of stuff, but it just, I didn't like it. 
Um, overall, it's it's again, it's just like it's fine. It's not bad. If you cut forty five minutes out of this movie, I think it could have been really good. But it's literally like they lock the people down. Jackie Chan argues with the guy. Then they let him out. Then Jackie Chan goes back in, and then the movie kind of starts. So it's like, why didn't you just start with him going into the, the lockdown situation? Like the whole beginning of the movie, like the I would say the first the first forty five minutes of the movie could be cut because mm. it's just like establishing nothing. Like his daughter's mad at him, and it's like, oh okay, his daughter's also smoking hot. Shocker. Uh, yeah. Um. But, like, I don't know. Like, it's just kind of there. Like, there's parts of it that I liked, but overall, it just didn't really do much for me. So, another swing and a miss from hi ya. Mm. <laughs> I watched it through hi ya. Last week, you were saying how great it was. I mean, I well, like... I, they, ha- they have a lot of... Like, I should have watched... There's a... What's the guy's name, Gogs? Uh, the raid guy. I can never think of his. Oh, name. I, Eco US. So there's a movie that was on there that I was gonna watch called The Man from Nowhere, and uh, he's in that. I was gonna watch that, but then I decided to watch this Jackie Chan movie. So it's my fault, not Hayao's fault. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's all I watched this week. Uh, so let's get into our feature presentation, which <laughs> is The Hunted. And now for something completely different. Who wants to tell? Who wants to say what goes on in this movie? I think I want could, Alec to do it. He'll I think you could give this plot synopsis in about ten minutes. Ten minutes. I bet Alec could do it in five. I bet Alec could do it in thirty words. Go ahead, Alec. Thirty words. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna count them up. Um, that doesn't count. Okay. Albanian massacre. <laughs> BDT kills hunters. BDT kills hunters. Okay, we're five. TLJ saves a wolf. Okay. They fight for an hour. The movie ends. Yeah. Yeah, you did it. You did in under 20. Yeah, that's about, <laughs> that's about what happens in this movie. Like, like does so it, it starts off with... Uh, it starts off with... Benicio del Toro is in, uh, not his Kosovo. 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 Going down to Kosovo. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there fast, then we'll take <laughs> it slow. slow. <laughs> that old Beach um, Boys banger. So he's part of a a special ops team that's like charged with killing the general, murdering all these. Uh, Kosovoian? What, what are they called? Um, they're, uh, they're Albanians. All these yeah, Albanians. Albanians. They're just like massacring. Like the army is just like it's yeah, it's, it's pretty awful. It's, it's murdering it's, people. It's pretty like it, it. It's it goes over the top with its violence, but it's to it's to prove a, it's to to get a, a story beat across. But it is incredibly violent. Um. So. Benicio del Toro sneaks his way through toilets and alleys and stuff and murders the general, thus ending the occupation, I guess. Um, come back, he comes back to uh, America, or we come back to America and we see uh, Tommy Lee Jones saving a wolf who got his foot trapped in a snare. Yeah. 
and the wolf is just cool with a human coming up to it. Yeah, that wolf would have bit the much. shit out of him. Like, yeah. I get like what they're going for, but that wolf would have bitten the fuck out of him. Yeah, no way that's happening. But go ahead. <laughs> he saves the wolf. Goes. This this might be out of order. He saves no. the wolf. Goes back to uh, his like trading post, and his former like commanding officer. Or somebody, some sort of handler. Like I still don't understand yeah. what anyone's relationship is in this movie. Cause yeah, because like, yeah, he, you don't know what he actually is. Because he said he was never in the service. He was like yeah. a trainer. Which, like, do they hire outside people to train without? Being and how did he get out of Vietnam? Like everyone seems to know him. Like they hire like consultants and stuff. I guess so. Maybe it's like that. Some yeah. murder consultant. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then I think I actually skipped the part where Benicio del Toro is in the uh, the Pacific Northwest hunting hunters. Which yeah, like, he, they allude to for a minute that he's like hunting them because they're unsporting, killing animals. Yeah, they have like they have hilarious like, like scopes and shit on their guns. But like, are they actually after him? I don't know. That that's what it felt like to me. But then the way they describe it later is no, they weren't after him. But they definitely make like when you watch that scene. It seemed like they, the hunters, were going after Del Toro. Yeah, and if they weren't, they immediately decided to hunt the most dangerous game after like two seconds. It yeah, was at some point, because this guy instead of a deer, it was yeah. really weird. Yeah, um, but he pretty much guts and cuts them to like pieces. But he he takes them apart. Like it's yeah. it's the best scene of the movie. Um, I, I like that scene a lot. I thought that scene was cool. They bring in Tommy Lee Jones from the uh, from British Columbia. He comes in, tracks down Benicio del Toro in about two minutes, and like, yeah, he finds him like, instantly. He beats him like in a hand fight. Like Tommy Lee Jones finds him in two seconds every single time. It's just like he's right there. It's like it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's wild. Um, and he's like in jail within, or like arrested within, like. 20 minutes of the movie starting. Yeah. I was like, oh, good. This movie's over already. Perfect. Yeah. I don't think we established, though, that the, the reason they call Tommy Lee Jones is because he trained Benicio del Toro. Well, they. Yeah, he trained him. No, no they don't know that. They don't know that? No, they, they called him in because he is, like, the best at what he does, like, the best of, like, tracking people. Right. And then you find out that he trained him. Oh, I thought they oh, knew. Yeah, I, I thought re- that was why they brought him in because he knew him. No, he was like, no, it was like he figured it out. And you find out later that Benicio Del Toro has been writing Tommy Lee Jones letters for like years. Yeah, I didn't understand that plot he, uh, at all. Well, he he was like, it, it was, I think what they were going for is he was like reaching out for help because he knew he was uh, fucked up. Like losing his he, fucking mind. Tommy Lee Jones was like a father figure from his training days. But Tommy Lee Jones was like, I've trained like hundreds of guys. Like, you're no. You're right. no different until he went on a killing spree. Right. Well, I think Tommy Lee Jones didn't want to acknowledge it, but I think, like, when you, uh, what I got through those flashbacks is that Benicio del Toro was, like, an exceptional student in that regard. Like, because all, all the flashbacks seemed like he was, like, really into it, like, really good at killing. A little too good. Yeah. A like, too enthusiastic. Like, he's teaching him, like, how to, like, strike this guy down with, like, Six strikes, like two of those would have killed anybody. It's also, like, okay. to, also, we didn't mention that when they arrest Benicio del Toro, like he's like completely out of his gourd. Like he thinks that there's 
he thinks the reason he killed the hunters is because he felt like the hunters were coming after him. Like he's he's like completely paranoid. But like, why would the hunters go after him? Like, I still don't well, understand he that plot point. No, right. no. Unless right. you think, are you saying unreliable narrator? Because like, if I'm those hunters, I'm like, fuck, bro. I'm not trying to fuck with you at all. Like, no. The, the, the opening scene, I said, the opening scene doesn't make any sense because the way the movie, the way the movie frames it later on is that they were just hunting, and then Benicio del Toro took them out. But the way that the dialogue between the hunters and him seemed like they were going after him. So I, maybe there's another layer of this movie where he's like Benicio del Toro is right. I don't know. It's, well, I, was, I was reading like the trivia, like William Friedkin said he he deliberately like shot that and used the dialogue in a way that left it ambiguous. Oh, well, there you go. Because like, and then well, he's he's arrested. They're getting ready to like take him take him down to Chinatown, <laughs> and. Uh, then the DOD shows up with a letter saying this guy is a military asset. You hand him over to us now. And then he causes a car accident, gets away and goes and finds his old flame, teaches her daughter about cats and raccoons. Which was weird. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones finds him again. In like four seconds. Because he's in the house. Like he's like... He, he, well, he figured. A, <laughs> the, I figure. I know how that worked out. Because right, he found his little base camp, and then he he saw Irene's phone number on there, so he could put two and two together there. Like, there's a that makes sense, I guess. But if you were Benicio del Toro and Tommy Lee Jones is in the house, wouldn't you just get the fuck out of the house? Like, he finds him in the house. He's just sitting in a fucking room. Yeah, I know it's stupid. It's dumb as shit. It's like, well, it's like, do you want to get caught? And again, maybe that's more of the ambiguousness that the freaking's trying to go for, but I don't know. Uh, so from there, oh god, that's pretty much the rest of it's one long chase for like the rest of the movie. There's like three chases in this movie. Well, there's three chases, but it's one long continuous. Yeah, it's all basically the same. There's chase. no other like yeah. scene changes or like. Uh, Location changes. He no. chases. They chase Benicio del Toro. He steals a, a K car and drives a K car through Seattle. He plows through shit with that K car, though. Yeah, those things would take a take a pounding. Apparently, um, he goes into some underground like sewage system that they're constructing for something, and he takes out a bunch of FBI agents under there. Dude, that was weird. Like, first of all. It was supposed to be like a construction site, but then it was like a finished building with like <laughs> right. like old rusted pipes and shit. But that turned into like a legit slasher movie for half a second. That's probably the only part of the movie I liked. Yeah, that shit was like when he kills the cops. Like he was but, fucking them up. Yeah, there's um, parts in this movie that are pretty awesome, but like as a whole, nah. So he is, he leaves the. Leaves the uh, underground labyrinth, and uh, Tommy Lee Jones instinctively knows and follows him, and then Again. he follows him across. I think it's Seattle, across like downtown Seattle for like an hour, <laughs> just like hit like uncannily knowing where he's going to be, following him under fucking water fountains and They're fucking literally, like in like a park with like a thousand people in the park but he can trace his footprints on the grass. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a party going on. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean that's and that's then basically hit. it. They end up getting on a. Uh, well, no, that's not it. They get on Benicio del Toro gets on the like the Mark train. Yeah, across the city, and then gets on the roof, climbs to the top of some like Golden Gate esque bridge, and then dives off the bridge and like uh, presumably like a thousand feet into the river. It is fine. Yeah, it is fine. And, and then, then he that sets up the final showdown where Tommy Lee Jones begs the cops not to go in to let him go by himself because otherwise the cops are just going to get slaughtered. And then Tommy Lee Jones yet again finds him in like three seconds. Now, Gogs, there's a point of contention in this movie that I wanted to talk to you about because you have you have at least a slight understanding of this. In this movie, Benicio del Toro makes a makeshift forge out of like yeah. some leaves and twigs. Yes. And makes his own knife out of like a pipe. Yeah. There's no way you could get fucking hot enough to do oh, yeah. that. You could? Yeah. For real? Oh, yeah. Totally. I thought the whole reason with a forge was that it got like super, super hot. It doesn't need to get like, you can, I mean, like when I did metalwork stuff, like we were just using charcoal. So, okay. All right. Well, then I stand you just corrected. Keep, you just keep adding heat to it. Like you just keep getting so that part of the movie isn't that it's not that no it's not that far fetched fair enough it seemed ridiculous to me but what do I know (laughs) that's why I talk to the experts I mean think about it right like back in the day when they're making swords and shit for like knights all they had was wood and bellows and shit yeah yeah true Alex can't have an MRI now I can't yeah Alex told me about that Jesus that's horrifying I, yeah, I don't know how to explain that to people if I'm like, Liz knows about it, but like, I can't, like, I don't know how to really make people aware of that. Like, if someone found me in a car Dude, accident, you should, I ta- res- you should tattoo, like, on your throat, like, it's metal like, worker. Uh, yes, that'd be <laughs> fucking rad, but like, yeah, like, it'd be terrible if I was, like, just kind of fucked up, and then they, I, I that have no- that scrambles my brains. Actually, Alec, it wouldn't scramble my brains, it'd probably just rip my eyeballs. Do you want to explain that to Alan? I did, I, I'm sure other people didn't know. I had never heard of this before. So, and I don't know if this is, like, I, I got to imagine this is true for, like, anyone who's ever worked with metal, but, like, when I was doing it, like, as, like, and they should have told us this before we took the class. <laughs> They're like, oh, by the way, make sure, so I did a blacksmithing class, and there was, like, some grinding and other metal shit that goes on, and they're like, by the way, like, if you ever have to get an MRI, make sure they x-ray your eyes first, because there might be little shards of metal in there. And if they put you in an MRI, the magnets will cause them to go kooky dukes oh. and rip through your eyeballs and brain. Oh, and I was God. like, oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> it's so gross. That's aggressive. I was like, well, wouldn't I feel it? Like, no, they could be so small. And if you do it a lot, they could be, you know, I was like, all right. That's fucking crazy. It's, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, well, then I guess that's now a thing. If I don't, as if my life, I didn't have enough. On what plate about, what about, if, about? What, about like, what about like plumbers and shit? If you're like soldering pipe, wouldn't that be the same kind of thing? Uh, I, I don't think it's like soldering, not so much, right? Because there's not like metal. Yeah, you're not this really, like grinding. Well, if you're like a, if you're like a welder, if you're maybe you're a welder, if certainly if you're doing a lot of grinding, of course, like welders, a lot of metal, have, welders have to wear that mask. Yeah, if you're doing a lot of metal grinding, I think that would fuck you up. That's fucking crazy. Anyway, it's something to consider. But anyway, yeah. But you you could totally. I think you could totally build a forge and like it wouldn't be the most effective thing but you can you can make it happen he can make a makeshift knife like he yeah. did so anyway so that leads to the last big chase and then they they get into a fight and then tommy lee jones eventually kills him yeah he right. does in like in like sort of a slow karate knife fight 
I like the knife. I'll go ahead and I'll say that I did. I thought the knife fights in this were actually pretty good as compared I, to Under Siege. Well, compared to Under Siege, sir. <laughs> Well, that's what I was texting you guys. I was like, I want the fucking... I, I want- thought the knife fights were good. I thought, like, they felt like real fights. Like, I know, like, yeah, they're not the flashiest things in the world, but they seem like real hand-to-hand combat fights. Well, when I was watching it, I was like, it just reiterated, I was like, I never want to be in a knife fight. No. This seems like the worst. Like, I'll give me a gunfight. It'll be quick. Like, this is, like, this is a terrible way to have it happen. So, yeah, so then, then it just kind of ends. Tommy Lee Jones goes back to fucking... Canada right. or whatever, he yeah. finds all the letters from Del Toro, and then it ends. It's not that he finds them; he had them. He had okay, yeah. And he was just like, "All right, well, I guess that's the end of that chapter." Yeah. Yep. I let that guy go nuts and kill a bunch of people, so I had to murder him. Oopsie doodle. I guess My bad. Also, he he didn't like he he had made it clear that he had never killed anybody before, which is surprising with like the way he was describing how he you know was teaching everyone how to murder. But he's not a soldier. That was the whole thing. He was right. just, like, a, he was an instructor, which is right. a weird, like, that's a weird beat anyway, right? Like, I don't, I don't. Yeah. Like, to to be a military instructor, but not actually serve is kind of, it seems, and maybe that's commonplace. I don't know. I've never fucking served, never will. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, it's, it seems odd to me. But anyway. Uh, yeah, that's the movie. Anything we want to talk about before we get into Five Knuckle Shuffles? I feel like this movie is kind of bland. Like, Yeah. I, I felt like as I was watching it, I was like, we're not going to have a whole lot to talk about because there's not like, there's not a whole lot that's like, there's really nothing that's like painfully, hilariously terrible. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's competently made. It's, it's just all like, fine. And it's I, like, I want the Indonesian version of this movie because it would be better. <laughs> And I like, I mean, we'll get into it. I guess we'll just get into our five knuckle shuffles. Gogs. Ah, six. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not, it doesn't commit any, like, uh, super offenses. Like, it's just, I mean, the plot. Okay, so where do we start? The plot. Like, all the shit with Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones is fine. Okay, so Tommy Jones is good in it. He's good in it. Uh, Benicio del Toro's good in it. Benicio del Toro is great in it. Though I got a question for you, Gogs. You sent us a text, and you're like, he's supposed to be from like West Virginia. Yeah, he doesn't well, have like the hickey like act. Like he's supposed I to be mean, like a West Virginia. Like he's supposed to be born in West Virginia. Like that's what he like. I mean, he could be born in West Virginia. Like there's Puerto Rican people that live in West Virginia. Well, I mean, that's not my point. He doesn't. He doesn't come off as like. And I'm not saying because of his like the fact that he's Hispanic. I'm just saying like he doesn't even like have. I guess he wouldn't have an accent. I don't know. Seems like a weird place to put him from. That's I all. Guess I guess you grow up like in a state. You have the accent of the people that you're around. Like, yeah, you don't... that's true. Well, um, I mean, not necessarily if like your parents, like if your parents were like from Puerto Rico or whatever, and they spoke. Yeah, that's Spanish. That's what I mean. or, yeah. If he's in a, oh, I see, what, I see what you're saying. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. West Virginia accent. Yep. He's probably so, not. He, he 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 should have tap danced like that guy in the the wild wonderful whites or whatever. Oh God, that would have sold it for me or done that, some meth. That would have been um, great. So you've got he's doing good. You know, Tommy Jones doing good. The 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 female lead, she's like like every other character. I just don't give a shit about. Like I barely give a shit about the two of them that are trying. The, the like, female lead is really annoying. Like I find no, her like insufferably annoying in this movie. Like there's no. It's uh, 
there's I feel like there's like no stakes. Like I just don't like everything's unearned. Like everyone knows who Tommy Lee Jones is for no reason that makes any sense to me. Well, like, there's no stakes because they catch him every single time, and like he doesn't. And it's immediate. And the only people that he poses threats to are other cops that are hunting him down. So it's not like I guess it would have been a better movie if he like randomly started murdering other people. Right. And right. then then you'd have stakes, but like he's only he's really just attacking people that are coming after him. Like I mean, I like him as like a crazy dude in the woods. It's just like slaughter. I mean, he becomes like a slasher movie in that regard, which is kind of fun. The but whole like, movie should have been that. The whole movie should have been him in the woods. It should have been fucking just Rambo all over again. Just but Rambo with like Rambo with Rambo, Rambo where he actually kills somebody. Rambo with a guy that's not not John Rambo. Rambo with like an actual unhinged maniac. Right. Um, but, which I guess Rambo kind of is too. But. Yeah, but like I don't know, it's it's just eh. like I want. If you're gonna do this, you need to lean. You need to lean into it, and make it like super violent, and like make it like give me something more to to chew on. Like this is it is fine. Yeah, but it's a six. Like it's not. It's it's a six, maybe cresting into five territory. Like it it's kind of forgettable. There's a couple of good things in it. That's yeah. it. I I, I agree. Alec, uh, it is absolutely a five. It is, is. This, is this is this the textbook definition of a five? Did I botch it? Like, this is a movie that you're going to talk about. We're going to talk about in two weeks. We're going to be recapping the month and be like, "What do we watch that week?" Yeah, everyone's going to forget just about just a this. black hole. You have to look it up because, like, it's just it's nothing. Yeah, like it's it's made well. Like it's shot. Like it's made well. The performances are fine. The movies, it's oatmeal with no flavoring to it it's a, it's like a honda civic like it, it it does its job and it does it well but like you're not no it doesn't even do its job well it's just boring i guess that's yeah it doesn't like at least like honda civic gets you where you need to go <laughs> it's a good point <laughs> this, this, honda couldn't me, this couldn't get me anywhere except on my phone mm. wishing i was watching better movies yeah, yeah i was on my phone pretty much the whole time watching um tommy lee jones like i I obviously didn't watch Under Siege, but I feel like don't. Well, he know he's him. good in Under Siege. Like he's, he's fun. Thinking, he's the best about, part of Under Siege. Thinking about his career, I'm hard pressed to think of a movie that he's been bad in. Like, yeah, I mean, is he bad in the Batman movie? Like, he's really over the top. But is he I'm bad? Really, he's, he's being told to do that. I mean, he's playing that. Like, think about the rest of that movie. Everyone's over yeah. the top. Um, I don't put that on him. Benicio del Toro is always good, and he's good he at this. Yeah. The performances aren't bad. It's just like it's it's toast. It's nothing. It's yeah. dry white toast. I love toast. It's just okay. Like you don't, <laughs> you don't put any butter on that toast. Oh, I don't love dry toast. I'm not a maniac. <laughs> is there a person that <laughs> have some uh, some orange marmalade? Ooh. Um. Yeah. I just. It's like it's. We're not even going to remember this movie. No. When we go back on the three hundred three hundredth show episode and we recap all the movies we watched we're gonna be like oh yeah we watched the hunted a hundred episodes ago i watched this movie saturday and i had a hard time remembering <laughs> like the fucking movie yeah we watched we watched it friday night and like william freaking's made much better stuff than this he really has yeah he's a good director has anybody seen bug besides me that movie is solid that well, is so- underrated freaking what's it called bug it's got ashley judd in it it's about like a virus it's it's creepy as shit it's what, really good what was now the, what was uh, the freaking thing we watched on the show um 
Did we watch another freaking Didn't movie? Cruisin', is Cruisin freaking? Yes, Cru- yes, Cruisin', Cruisin' was freaking. Yeah, Cruisin's great. Cruisin' is freaking to live and die in L.A. I've never seen that. That's a good movie. I've heard it's good. The Sorcerer, Exorcist. The Exorcist. Yeah. The French Connection. Bangers, banger, banger. Like, um, Yeah. The French Connection directed, is the shit. Uh, Blue Chips. Which I've never seen. I know That's Shaq. a good movie. I, know I like Shaq that movie. Jade. Oh, Jade. <laughs> You're, what's yeah. his name? You're Caruso in Jade. <laughs> I'm a dick. Yeah, there's a like. He's a talented director. This just wasn't it. Yeah. This this, this ain't it, man. This is, <laughs> this is something that like you would see on TNT every Saturday afternoon at like 4 o'clock. Exactly. And what probably over the course of a month, see the whole thing between commercials and getting bored with it and changing the channel. I'm glad you said that. That's exactly what this is. This is like a TNN, TBS, USA, Saturday yeah. daytime movie. Absolutely. Like, like this is something that you'd see on like USA with like, it'll be like this shooter and oh, shooter. Uh, what's the boat one with Mark Wahlberg? The, uh, oh, the, perfect, the storm. perfect storm. Yeah. Like, oh, those, like night boat. playing those like all day long. Just like vanilla. So a five. It's a five. And uh, that leaves me. TJ. Um, it's also a five for me, dog. Uh, this movie is just so bland and boring. Like, I'm not going to lie to you, fellas. I legit fell asleep through about 15 minutes of this movie. And then I like realized I fell asleep and I woke up and I was like, I'm not rewinding this. <laughs> so I might have missed some parts of the movie, but I don't think I did. No, um, you probably it, enjoyed it more than us. It's frustrating because there are parts that I like. Like again, I, I the 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 knife fights in this movie work, and like I was surprised that Tommy Lee Jones could be that physical. Like I felt like the especially the first and the last knife fight were really well done, and I like that. And I liked Benicio del Toro. Like I liked all his stealthy kill stuff. But, like, every time they tried to put it in, like, an urban environment, it just, it, it was lost on me. Like, I didn't care for it at all. Like, this movie really, it's funny because I was reading uh, the reception of this movie and everybody said it was, like, a cheap Rambo knockoff. And to me, to make this movie better is you just make it a straight Rambo knockoff. Like, just have the beginning of the movie be the whole movie. Him in the woods. Because him running around his, like, old girlfriend's house and, like, a beach and like it just doesn't work and every time they need to find him it's not like an issue tommy lee jones literally is just like oh i found him Boop. like it's right it's like a yeah. video game right like oh, there's there. my there's my objective marker i gotta go over there like, oh you know it's funny you bring that oh go ahead i'm sorry no no, no that's fine i was the end of that thought like i like i've meant to write this down like the movie opens with like a, i felt like a call of duty mission like him like sneaking through the city and like trying not to get seen by the Kosovoians and then getting like like sliding down that rope head first. I was like, this is this is uh But I mean I like Del Toro and I like Jones. I think they play well off each other. I just think that this movie did them dirty. Like I don't think that and I like and I furthermore, I it's not done enough in movies. I like the whole idea of the shell shocked I mean I guess we call it PTSD now. Like the PTSD soldier that's like completely like wrecked by what he's done. Like, I feel like. Well, I mean, like, uh, Universal Soldier, it's fun. Like, when fucking. Uh, when you're dealing with. Um, 
Yeah, I mean that that's kind of what's, 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 and, what's his name? Um oh God, uh, Dolph Lundgren's character who's like just a fucking lunatic. Like that's yeah. like fun. Yeah, it, and it's I mean if you want to make it like more dramatic, like it's something you can you can really work with because it's a real life thing. Right. And this I felt like this movie tried this movie I was telling Alec last night, like this movie felt this is I was shocked that it came out in two thousand and two or six or whenever it was. Because this movie reeks of a nineties what I would call your parents movie that they'd run at Blockbuster. Yeah. Like that kind of like like Tom Clancy or the general's daughter, like one of those like it stars an old man and it's about like espionage or soldiers or war or something. And it's like that rules of engagement. Yes. He made rules of engagement. We freaking made rules of engagement. That kind of a movie, like they don't really make those movies anymore where it's like, it's not really an action movie. It's not really a drama movie, but it's like a movie that like, like a military procedural, like old people will like, because the main guy is an old person. Right. It, it's it, it's just a very like it's a movie genre that just doesn't get made anymore. They don't make these movies anymore. So, and I mean, I guess in this particular case, it's a good thing. But I just I just thought it was funny. Like it it, it just seemed like that kind of film, like a movie that I would have seen on the shelf when I was in my blockbuster years, and been like, I'm never watching that. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like I don't want to watch that. But uh, anyway, yeah. So it's a five for me, dog. I agree with Alec. I think this is textbook fine territory. It just it leaves no taste. It just evaporates in your mouth. It's gone. Mm. It's like look. It's like Lacroix. It's like oh. seltzer water with like a hint of action so, to it. Uh, Lacroix now is making actual flavors that taste like things. I got their lemon cello today. It's fucking it? delicious. I've heard, I heard that's good. I've heard they have like a they have a key lime pie, like a hibiscus really- one that people like. It's well. This this lemon cello is incredible, and it actually tastes like something. I was like, "What the fuck are they doing?" I mean, uh, they're look, fucking I, up. I, I do not like the rest of their shit. I'd be happy to try something that doesn't just taste like. Oh, I like salsa fuzz water. and garbage. I'm a big fan of seltzer water, but that's because I'm getting old. Uh, but anyway, so whose pick is it next week? Uh, who? So we've done Sean and you, right? So it's yep. me or Alec. Wait, right, Alec, are you on vacation next week? Or are you? No, I'll be back by then. Okay. So you guys have one in the in the tiller that you want? Does it, or do you? One I'm own? down to two. I have two. Alec, do you? I'm you, also down to two. Well, one of y'all pick one. What are your two? Hopefully, they're the same two. Then we can each just one pick one. <laughs> my two, my two are uh, Men in Black Two and Space Cowboys. Ah, oh, mine are uh, Small Soldiers or Blown Away. Oh my God! Please pick Small Soldiers. Blown Away is good. Or I remember Blown Away being good. Blown Away came out the same time as that other movie about a bomb guy, Arlington Road. Arlington Road. And Arlington Road sucks. Uh, Which one one do you want to... You pick what movie of those four you want to watch. No, I shouldn't pick. You guys need to pick. Well, we gave you two. If my vote is Small Soldiers, because that movie fucking rules, I'd love to watch that again. I don't think I've ever seen Small Soldiers. It's awesome. Small Soldiers, Big Battles? Small Soldiers is fucking great. Okay. Small Soldiers for next week. Hopefully it's available on I, saw, I don't know if I've seen the whole thing. I think I, I will start a watch it off. I saw it in the theater. <laughs> but I know now that it's like a weird... 
Yeah, it's super weird. That's why I like it so much. All right. Well, that's it. Gogs, you got anything to plug? I'll be doing a type 15 at Chucky's. Um, <laughs> no, I got, I got nothing. <laughs> come, come see me. Uh, Chucky's, come for the comedy, stay for the oysters. No, it's peanuts. Oh. It's a peanut bar. <laughs> peanut bar. <laughs> What was the? F- there was a fucking bar that did that. Like it was in fucking Laurel, Lone Star, maybe. Oh, Lone Star, they they do that shit all the time, man. And it was like, like literally just peanut shells all over the floor, and they like encourage it. And I was like, this is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, um, I think Texas Roadhouse does it too. Texas Road, maybe it was Texas Roadhouse, maybe it was not Lone Star. It was Texas Roadhouse. It might be both of them. I think I think just those like Texas. That shit's disgusting. Fuck that. Put that shit in a garbage can. Like I don't need that shit all over the floor. I'm in a restaurant. I mean, like the five guys gives it to you, but they don't want, they want you to please throw your shells away. You definitely, you always want five guys to give it to you. I mean, it's the best. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. We'll go eat your own ass and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Mic up that dick. Mm. Mm. All so right. When you, head, when you head to the Poconos. Oh, uh, tomorrow morning. Nice. Yep. That'll be fun. He doesn't have the big champagne glass hot tub, though, unfortunately. Uh, you know, he can't win them all. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs>